0: On this episode of Pivotal Moments podcast with Greg Carlson, Gustavo Padron from Mexico graces us with his presence, inspires us through storytelling, and shares about his brand new journal that is certainly going to be life changing. So make sure you pick yourself up a copy, folks. Gustavo, super happy to have you. Welcome.
1: Let's rip it. And as they do in yoga, Take a deep breath in and let it go. Stressors, pressures, expectations, let them go. <laughs>
0: wow. That was amazing. You should, that was pro, dude. That was pro. Folks, okay. Gustavo
1: Padron. Thank you for having me. I'm super stoked to finally be here. I know About it's time. taken like four months. Out time. <laughs> but I'm such a big believer that... Um, everything is running on divine timing. There's a reason like we had to shift our schedules multiple times. And there's a reason we're meeting today on this beautiful day. You
0: you, you said it. It's a beautiful day today. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like one of the nicest days so far. And uh, it feels great.
1: It does feel great. The weather one. Yeah. And just like the energy, you know, we're recording this around South by Southwest. Just like the poles of Austin right now, just it just feels magnetic. Anywhere you walk, you're just like, what's happening? And also, like spring, you know, like the time shifting. We're shifting from winter slash fall here in Austin because we're really in a winter <laughs> wow. into the spring, right? When things start to bloom, when we have a little bit more sunlight with the um, uh, daylight savings time, right? So it's it's a really beautiful day oh gustavo today is a beautiful day and
0: you live a beautiful life tell us how you got here
1: how did you get here okay i'm gonna try to make it like super short short, super super short okay yeah so i have been teaching yoga and meditation for 12 years 12 years wow 12 years march 17th master I don't think a master yet. Everybody I, I'm, I'm a student, you know, yeah. I'm still a student. Yeah. Um, I teach what I need to learn the most. So I try to theme my classes around themes that I am learning. Mm. And um, it's, it's a beautiful process because in teaching, I also get to learn I get to dissect the theme that I am trying to figure out. To teach is to learn. When we teach something, we learn it in a different way, whether it be like a new yoga pose um, that could be the theme of class or maybe there's something a little bit more meaningful in my life that I'm going through, like shifting gears or. Trying something new for the very first time. So to answer your question, how did I get here? (laughs) So I was introduced to yoga when I was 15 years old. Wow. I was introduced to yoga through my mom. Yeah. Um, I had a shoulder injury that was caused by lifting weights. I know. I know. So uh, my mom was say, like, you should really try yoga. You should. I was like, mm, no, that's not for me. Like it moves too slow. That's not for me. Where uh, it was to the point where I couldn't really do anything with my upper body. So I decided to give it a go and it, it worked really well. I, I say that yoga helped me just gain more mobility, more range of motion in my shoulder. But then after I was healed, I was like, okay, that's it. No more. Yeah. Let's just keep Going back to lifting weights, running. Um, I used to be overweight. I was about 80 pounds overweight. And um, I was just running a lot and lifting weights. So I wasn't really taking care of myself when it came to recovering. When was this? This was high school. So, I don't know, a long time ago, like 15 years probably. 15 years ago, oh, yeah. You were 80 pounds overweight in high school. Yeah, okay. I used to be, like, closer to two sixty. 260? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, for my body size, for my body composition, that just looked really, really big for me, for me. Um, and I, I was bullied in high school for, one, being overweight, and two, for being gay. Um, and uh, when I first started running, I did it so... To just prove to people that I could get rid of the weight, mm. and that step I, one, get yeah, proof. step one, you know. But I, looking back, like it wasn't—I wasn't in the right mindset then. I was doing it for other people. I wasn't doing it for me. Yeah, I was doing it to prove people wrong. And I later in life realized that <laughs> when you do it for yourself. It doesn't matter what the outcome is. When you do something that is important to you, you're going to find a way to make it happen. There's not this like vicious energy or this malignant um, energy behind what you're doing. You're doing this for you, not for other people. Long story short, um, I was overweight, started running, lifting weights, got injured. Took my first yoga class via a yoga DVD in Spanish Um, and healed my shoulder injury and then moved to college, moved to college. I went to the University of Texas at Austin. Um, Where'd you move from? Oh, this is a tiny town in West Texas called Presidio. It's by Marfa, 60 miles south of Marfa. It's a border town with Texas and Mexico, Chihuahua, Mexico. Yeah, so that's where I grew up.
0: Wow. I know, I
1: know. Really the town. Your whole life. Well, I was raised in Mexico. I was raised in Mexico until the age of 12, 13. I can't remember. But Yeah. Okay. yeah um, What's part of Mexico? Chihuahua, Mexico. All right. So North Mexico. Okay. So then around age 11, 12, 13. Gosh, I can't remember. That's when I moved to Presidio. Um, the... Uh, tiny little town in Texas. Mm. So I grew up speaking Spanish. That is still my first language. Um, I mainly speak Spanish. Prove it. Que quieres que diga. Wow. wow. I believe it. I believe it. Um, so I spoke Spanish um, through my, my, yeah my early years. Um, and now I only speak Spanish with my parents and a few friends. Folks are around? Um, yeah. Yeah. My boyfriend nice. is learning how to speak Spanish. So it's been fun to to communicate and chat with him. Little things though. I can't have like full on conversations. Takes a while. Oh yeah. I, yeah. Learning a new mm-hmm. language takes a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. It's something that, you know, you have to implement every single day. It's, it's like everything, you know, it's like when you are... Um, starting something new, whether it be like you're starting to go to the gym, it takes practice. Every single time you go to the gym, it's another practice, another opportunity you get mm. to build strength, build stamina, build stability, or whatever it is that you're trying to build, right? And it, it takes practice, like with anything. So going back to how I got here, <clears throat> I was introduced to yoga then, First time. Uh, when I moved to Austin, I started running a lot. Beautiful mm-hmm. town. Like, it's really attractive and you want to be outside. So I started running a lot. So, so after, well, you moved
0: here for school.
1: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. it. Yeah. I was here for school. Um, during my college years, yeah. I was running a lot on the trail. I did a few races. I did, uh, I think, the Austin Half Marathon. I did the Captain K did a few races here and there, um, but uh, I wasn't stretching. I was still not resting, Mm. and I was literally running myself to the ground. So uh, I had a hamstring injury that got really bad. Uh, And my PT, my physical therapist, was like, dude, you have to try yoga. I'm like, okay, sure, let's give this a go again. Um, And again, it healed me. So I'm like, okay, there's something here. There's a reason why this has been introduced into my life twice now. So this time I decided to try yoga or do yoga once a week. Like I'm running, let me do yoga once a week. And, um, I had a friend who was really into yoga back then, a a colleague of mine. And she was like, we should go to this class. It's really fun. And I was like, sure, I'll, I'll try it. Um, and I just fell in love with the practice even more. Where was that? Uh, this was a black swan yoga. Yeah, black swan? Mm-hmm.
0: I was going to guess black swan. Yeah.
1: That's cool. Yeah. I mean, they've been around for so long. I, downtown? Uh, downtown. West 5th? Yeah. Oh, what,
0: one of those West yeah, yeah, West 5th okay.
1: yeah. in downtown Austin. But they used to be at a previous location. Mm. Um, they used to be at a, where Tape Lenders is. Tape? Tape, T-A-P-E, Lenders. Oh. It's that like underwear store. Okay. Have you seen it? No? It will, anyhow, it's, it's in, called it's Tape Lenders. Tape, like tape. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, it was, <laughs> it's some, I, I think, don't quote me on this. I don't, I might be wrong. Um, I think it used to be, or it still is, a adult video rental place. You're kidding. Tape Lenders. Why? I'm lending you a tape oh yeah a tape <laughs> yes I think I think okay I'll take your word it makes total sense I mean there's anything from like dildos to um swimwear
0: okay yeah they
1: got everything you ever need uh, exactly like. exactly you don't know, need anywhere else they, they sell canned soup too I mean goodness gracious um so that well. is where one of the first Black Swan studios was yeah so, so that's where I went Mm -hmm. Um, When I was in college, um, it was like a 10.30 p.m. Sunday yoga class (gasps) to the best music, candle lit room, just perfect way to end the week or start a new week. Yeah. And uh, I absolutely loved it. I I was just hooked since then. Um, When I was in college, I was studying to go to medical school, I was prepping to go to medical school. So I, my degree was in psychology and biology. Mm. Um, and I had big dreams of going to medical school. I knew that I wanted to help people heal. So medical school seemed like the right route for me. Um, I was also really burnt out and tired I had been in school for so long and I've never really had a summer off. I was always either shadowing doctors or interning at different like teaching hospitals and medical schools or taking more college courses to help me get ahead. So at 21 years old, I am burnt out. I am tired. And I knew that this was only the beginning because going to medical school requires a lot of work, man. It's it's a lot of dedication, like nonstop, around the clock. Yeah, around the clock. You are not really able to choose, like, oh, I'm only gonna work like between you know, like Monday and Wednesday, between like <laughs> noon and four p.m. No, you're around the clock. Like you're on call and. For me, a non-negotiable is to take care of myself. Like I need to carve at least one hour every single day for me. And in that hour, I can either like move my body. I can do something for my mind or something for my soul. Mm. Um, And the really beautiful thing about this is that yoga encompasses all three. Mind, body, spirit, soul. Um. So, going back to how I got here, (laughs) okay, so that is, um, I'm in college, I'm taking classes, yoga classes, that is, and I'm so burnt out, so burnt out. And I talked to my mentor, and she goes, Listen, medical school is always going to be there. Like, medical school is always going to be there. Why don't you take a year off? And in that year, do your teacher training, travel the world get to know what Gustavo likes Mm. get because you can always, you can always go back to medical school, but you're never going to get this time back. It's like, you're so, you're so right. That is true. I'm never going to get this time back. I could travel later after medical school, but, uh, I'll probably have to like work right away (laughs) because I have so much debt. Exactly. And, um, I got accepted to medical school and was just playing with this idea. Like, should I really go? Should I take a year off? And one day in Shavasana, which is like the final yoga pose in class, I had this big like epiphany almost that came through that was like, dude, take a break. Just like enjoy life. Everything is gonna work itself out. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, I'm going to medical school because, like, this is my dream. Like, I want to help people heal, and this is the route to do it. Um, So that voice kept coming back and back and back. So then I went back to my mentor, and I was like, "Mm, I'm just getting this, like, feeling that maybe I should, like, take your advice. And she was like, well, let me know how I can support you. Let me know how I can help you. Um, So I decided to take the leap of faith and take that year off. Mm. I took that year off. Twelve months. Twelve months, no more, no less. Well, here we are. <laughs> and I'm not a doctor, <laughs> so twelve months. Yeah, twelve months. Uh, I was gonna give myself a year to like f- get to know me and see if I wanted to go back. Yeah. Um. Well, in that year, I taught yoga. I traveled the world, led yoga retreats. I got to know what Gustavo loves and likes. Uh, and it was one of the most profound years of my life because it reminded me that I could help people heal, that I don't need a medical degree, that the practice of yoga, the sacred healing practice can help so many people and it can meet them where they are. So that for me was a confirmation that I was doing what I was meant to do in that time. And it's been such a beautiful journey. Like I mentioned earlier, I've been teaching for 12 years and it's, it's been so rewarding to know that what I'm doing is, is helping people because at the end of the day, that was my, my goal. That is one of my missions. I believe is to help people in Mm. some way, shape or form. And, um, Yeah, I don't know where I would be if I would have said yes to medical school, if I would have just followed that traditional path that I thought was going to help me help people.
2: What does success mean to you?
1: To me, success means finding a place where you feel happy, healthy.
2: Finding a place where you feel at home. Mm. Mm.
0: Mm. Let me ask you this. So you got in your, your yoga stride 12 mm-hmm, years mm-hmm. ago. And then you started seeing the success that you just described. Right? Happy, healthy, at home. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Have you experienced that before you got into that space by chance? If so, what, what did that look like?
1: I don't think I've ever experienced that before. Interesting. I've never experienced that before in my life. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was so young. So, so young. I was 21 years old when I first started teaching.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, well here's, here's, here's the thing, right? Some people are 65 when they get into their stride.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? It takes mm-hmm. them a while to figure that out. There's something that happened with you mm-hmm. to where you, I would say that you found it
1: young, young, I feel really lucky to have found it so early in life. Right. Because. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my colleagues that I went to college with, they graduated college. They went through medical school. They've graduated medical school. And some of them are so unhappy. So I feel super lucky and so privileged to have had this opportunity to listen to my gut and like really follow through. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of the times... And this is something that I am so passionate about and something that I am wanting to share more with people. The power of your intuition, the power of like your wisdom. Like we all have this well of wisdom that tells us, hey, take a left turn here or take a little detour here or don't cycle call them at three in the morning. Right, like there's a little like voice within you that comes through, and sometimes our rational, logical mind wants to shut it down because it doesn't make sense. Mm. But if we listen to the creative, the more um, spiritual side of us, then we can feel more connected to ourselves. So, yeah. so for me, it's, it's yeah. all about like listening to, to your intuition and it's, it's a practice. We were saying earlier, it's a practice of every single day listening. Okay. What do I need? It kind of reminds me of align, alignment. Yeah. And knowing when you're in alignment. Exactly. Aligning yourself with where you're supposed to be. Mm. Um. So. Going back to your question, I've never experienced that level of success before because I started so, so young and I've always been a go-getter. I graduated top of my class in high school and in college. Uh, I've always had really high standards for myself. And I believe that that, along with the support of my parents, Mm. really helped me. Step into this version of
2: Gustavo that teaches yoga right now. Mm.
0: <laughs> pretty pretty awesome. Gotta admit. Thank you. Yeah. Now, shoot. Let's say let's 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 rewind it a little bit here. Twelve years old, you, your parents are like, We're going to, going to America. Mm -hmm. what was that experience like for you when you first got here didn't speak english Mm -mm. right and then you're in school Mm -hmm. what does that look like
1: so i here's something to to like realize i moved like three miles west southwest i don't know my directions but i mean literally the border it's a border town so it's three miles away. Like you just crossed the border and you're in Mexico. Like you can literally be standing in two places at the same time. If you put one foot on this side, one foot on the other side, you're in Texas and then you're in uh, Chihuahua, Mexico. Right. Yeah. So you could literally be at two places at once. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that experience, it was a little bit of a culture shock for me. Yeah. Just learning English mainly because here, let me, let, me, let me go back to this. It actually wasn't a culture shock because 95% of the population there is Hispanic, so we'll, we'll take that out. Um, my experience moving to America, <laughs> Texas, um, it wasn't a culture shock per se, but it was more challenging because I had to learn a new language. Yeah. And... I could get away with not speaking English because 95% of the population in that tiny town is Hispanic. They speak Spanish. So I can get away. I could get away with, um, talking to people in Spanish. Mm. So while it was challenging to learn a new language, I also felt safe knowing that I could always go back to my native language and communicating case. I got, a little sidetracked or in case I didn't know how to say something. So it made me feel a little more comfortable for sure. I feel like it would have been really different if I would have moved to a place that only spoke, but that people mainly spoke English. Mm. It would have forced me for sure, I feel, to just get it together faster.
0: So your school Mm -hmm. was speaking Spanish, school you went to.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, we spoke Spanish on this, correct, yeah. yeah. I mean, classes were taught in English.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had a good mix though.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And there were a few, there, were, there was like a Spanish class, of course. Yeah. But classes were taught in English. Um, the first mm-hmm. year when I first moved to America slash Texas, uh, I was in an ESL class. So it was, it was the best thing that happened to me because I really got to learn the language. Yeah. I mean, I had so much homework. Like, I read, I don't know, like 80 books in that year. I listened to so many, like, audio. Um, I was doing, like, distance learning via, like, a laptop, a computer, just, like, learning as much as I could. Uh, But, I mean, I... It's, it's just so interesting because I, I like sometimes forget that I speak another language. I sometimes forget that I speak Spanish just because I don't practice it as much. I mainly speak Spanish with my parents and that's like once a week when I chat with them on the phone mm. or with friends of mine that live here in Austin that I see maybe once a month. So it's, it's such a beautiful language. And I, again, feel so lucky that I'm able to speak both languages and communicate with a lot of more people yeah, connect with a lot more people.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Especially with the Spanish oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It goes a long way.
1: goes a long way for sure.
0: <laughs> so let's, let's, you know, that's helpful. I'm sure that's going to be helpful for some to hear that part of your life. And let's, let's get into something that might be a little bit more, more challenging, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, if somebody is, like you said, you're you 80 pounds above what you had preferred, mm-hmm. right? right? And that, that is a stressful thing. Many people deal with that mm-hmm. type of stuff, right? And it takes a specific, perhaps, um, decision, something that propels the decision to make the change, mm-hmm. right? Because clearly you weren't happy about it, and you decided to make the change. So walk us through through that process because I'm sure somebody out there is, is, is managing with something like, like that right now mm-hmm. and perhaps it could it help.
1: So like I mentioned earlier, yeah. my motivation for losing weight was to prove people wrong because I was being bullied. So um, I later in life realized that that wasn't healthy, but it propelled me to make a change. It inspired me to get up and move my body. Were you aware that that was your motivator? I was not aware. I was not mm. aware until later. Till later. That's what I was saying, until later. Like at first, like I was like, I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm like four, 15, 14 years old. I'm like, i want to prove them wrong. Like all yeah. these like bullies, like watch out. I'm going to take the summer and like be in shape. And yeah. you're not even going to recognize me when I come back.
0: And, and how was your spirit? How was your spirit? Are you, were you the same charismatic no. person at that time in your life? No,
1: no. No, I, I don't think so. I don't right. remember. Okay. Um, but I don't think so. I think I was doing this to prove them wrong. And like I said, I later realized that that wasn't the, the healthiest way to go about this, mm. but it propelled me. It gave me that first spark that I needed. And my perception has shifted so much from that experience because now I practice accepting and loving my body for the way it looks. Mm. Even if I don't have a six pack, even if I'm not in like the best shape of my life, like I'm practicing, loving, accepting, embracing the skin I'm in. Mm. And I feel like, because I'm doing that now with more love and appreciation for what my body can do, I'm approaching fitness for myself in a much more compassionate way than what I did when I was younger. And I was literally running myself to the ground, eating almost nothing like very, in a very unhealthy way because I wanted to just get it done quick. And I was going to make it happen to prove people wrong. So so that's a big shift that has happened for me. So for someone out there who might be going through something similar, I would say first, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Like I think that's so important to forgive ourselves for whatever it is that has caused you to get here. Right? It's 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 important to just acknowledge that hey, like Okay, this happened and I fully forgive myself for it. And then take small steps. Take small steps every single day to help you. So small steps can be something like, hey, I'm going to drink more water. gonna have an extra glass of water today. Or hey, instead of uh, parking really close to the grocery store today, I'm going to try to park maybe like on the other side so I can walk a little more. Right? So there are little steps that you can take that eventually will compound and create
2: big results. Now,
0: that, that's well said, by the way. Well said. <laughs> yeah, very clear. And along that journey, okay, along the journey of, of that type of healing, and then you get into, you, you leave law school, or, uh, medical school. What <laughs> talking, talking about medical school. Nah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and then uh, become a yogi. Twelve years, mm-hmm. right? Have you ever gotten derailed through any of those two uh, two journeys? Talking about like the the weight loss healing journey, and then the yogi. Have you ever gotten derailed to where you're like, you know what? What am I doing? I don't want to do this anymore. This sucks. Like, you just want to throw on your towel. Has it has that happened?
1: If so, have you gotten back on the, on the bike? It, it hasn't happened. But uh, I am being called. Like, I just have this feeling that I need to do something different. Like, I've been doing this for 12 years, and I absolutely love it. Mm. However, I'm being called to help people in a different way. And you're finding that. I am trying to find what that is. So... Something that I am really passionate about is personal growth and manifestation. I have, I know that we all have this power within us to create, Mm. to attract, to manifest our dreams, our hopes, our goals, our desires. But we get into our head. We let our negative mindset take over. So when we switch, when we flip the switch. We can create a lot of epic things into our lives. We can attract a lot of epic things into our lives. So I recently, <clears throat> I recently published a guided manifestation personal growth journal. You're an author. I'm big. I'm an author. I'm big into journaling. It's it's something that helps me get more clear be more specific, more intentional with my day. So my journal is called Grounded Practice. And like we were saying earlier, it's a practice. It's something that you do every day to help, re- to help you realign with a mindset that will support you when it comes to manifesting your goals, your dreams, your hopes, your desires. Mm. So in the morning, there's um, three prompts. My intention for today is, what is your intention for today? My intention normally is the same every day. Be kind to myself. And then there may be another thing like that I list, like, okay, catch up on that email that I, those emails that I need to respond to, yeah. you know, something like along those lines. Um, and then the second prompt is what are my affirmations? What am I affirming? What am I... Telling myself right now. And usually um, I recommend that it's, it's positive, right? Because yeah. our body, every single cell in our body is constantly eavesdropping in, into what we're thinking, what we're saying, right? Your so cells eavesdrop on your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, they're always listening, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, your affirmations, I am healthy. I am powerful. I am successful, I'm always divinely guided by the universe. You decide, what are you affirming? What are you reclaiming as true for you? Mm -hmm. And the third prompt is, what am I manifesting? What do I want to call in into my life? When you're really clear, when you're really specific, dormant forces in your life will start to move to make this happen. Like hasn't it happened to you that you're thinking of a friend? And then within like maybe, I don't know, a few hours, you get a text from them or you see a notific- notification from them on your phone. So it's, we're all connected. We're all connected. I'm a firm believer in that. So when we're more intentional with how and what we put out there, yeah. then the right people, the right circumstances, the right environments, the right settings meet you to help bring this into your life.
2: Mm.
0: Yes. Yes and yes, right? <laughs> yeah, and it seems like, goodness gracious, you know, you've got, you've got your work cut out for you here to, 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 to figure out the best way for you to, to release that mm-hmm. and to, to help people with that, perhaps. Yeah. Right? More so. Right? You're at, the, you're at this pivotal point right now, it seems.
1: Correct. 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 And— this journal has been in the works for, I don't know, four years, maybe. Yeah. Um, it's something that I have shared with clients. It's something that has helped me. I created this because there wasn't nothing out there like it. Um, invention is the mother of necessity, right? Is that the right? Sounds right to me, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so, so I created this because there was nothing out there like this. And, I wanted to to share more of who I am Mm. um, and what I do with the world outside of the yoga mat or the meditation cushion. Granted, there's elements of of yoga philosophy. There's elements of meditation in there, in the journal, but it's not all like physical. It's not all like, oh, getting to down dog, move through like a sun salutation. Hey, this... Journal is meant to help people be more intentional, more clear with what it is that they want to call into their lives. It's also meant to help people reflect at the end of the day. There's another three prompts every single day. Towards the end of the day, the prompt is, what is an an inspired action I took today? Inspired action is something that you feel inspired to do, right? So something like, okay, maybe I should um, send an email real quick to this person that I've been thinking about, see if they know someone that can help me with this project I'm working on, Mm. right? Something that is going to help you get closer to what you want to create and manifest because manifestation is not just about waving a wand in the air and then whatever you want will magically appear. You have to take action. You have to put in the work uh, and you have to believe in yourself, like believing that it's possible for you and that you are worthy of calling this into your life is like key. This is key. You have to heal any limiting beliefs, any doubts, any fears, because otherwise you're going to block the blessing from arriving. Um, So that's one prompt. And then the second to last prompt in grounded practice is what am I letting go of today? What's something that Mm. is bothering me from the day that I'm willing to let go? Is it that person that cut me off in traffic and is still like really irritating me? Is it that typo that that I caught on that email that uh, I'm beating myself up for? You know, what am I letting go? What do I not need to carry anymore? Yeah. And the last prompt uh, is thank you, universe, for... What are three things that you are grateful for? Whether it be from that day, from that week, the month, your life. What are three things that you are truly, truly grateful for? So those six prompts mm. make up grounded practice um, as a way to help people start their day with clarity and intention. And help people end the day reflecting on what they did to get closer to their goals. Letting go of whatever they don't need. And fostering more gratitude.
0: Gratitude. Gratitude. So i want to ask you how you can get that after asking this question. Yeah. What would you say? No wrong answer here. Okay. What would you say your life's
1: definite purpose is? My life's purpose, and I know this because <laughs> <laughs> I am really big into human design. Are you familiar with human design? No. So... Human design is, um, let's see if I can explain this in a really short way, short and concise way. Human design has to do with your birth location yeah. and your birth date slash shart, right? So they are... Did you say shart? Shart. What is a shart? Like a shart. <laughs> Oh, a chart. <laughs> chart.
0: My bad man, a chart is something else. A chart is a bad day.
1: Here's the thing, so in uh, I'm from Chihuahua, Mexico. So we tend to overpronounce the CHs and the SHs. Oh. So CH can sound very similar to SH.
0: Noted. Make so note. so, yes.
1: so that is like where my accent comes in, you know? Mm-hmm. I know. It's like shoe 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 cho Chew, like you can chew, yeah. right? But also like, but chew. I mean, chew. It's it's so weird. I, yeah, that is my accent right there. That's you're fun. welcome. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so the question was,
0: go back to. Where you're born, birthday.
1: Yes. Okay, okay, human design. Uh, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because when I did my human design, I realized that I am a manifester. And in, in that, there's another um, element that tells you what your mission is to do in this world. And my mission is to educate and inspire people. Yeah. So, and I can do that in any profession. But my main thing here is to educate people. There's something that says that I'm really good with my words, and like the way that I say things land with people. Yeah. So I'm leaning more into that. Just knowing that information, that piece of information through human design um, has made me feel like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. I'm educating people on health, wellness, manifestation. Um, and hopefully I'm inspiring them as well. Right? So I highly recommend you do your human designed um, chart. <laughs> how do you do that where is, is it online so you can do it online You it's can like an also... enneagram
0: test um, similar similar, yeah. similar. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah, yeah. so you literally google human design yeah um, and you can just get your own um, yeah your detailed version and you can see you can read about it you can also there's so many wonderful coaches that will do a reading for you and help you go more in depth on your different identities and different roles. And it, it I mean, it's such a complex um, method yeah. to grasp. It's taken me, I don't know, like maybe like four years. Like I go Dang. and revisit my chart every <laughs> every six months just to see where I'm at. But what keeps coming back to me is that, that I'm here to educate and inspire. So I think that I am still doing that. And even if I shift gears, even if I pivot towards something else, I believe that I will continue to do that because that feels in alignment with what I do and what I'm good at to educate. A lot
0: of reoccurring themes here. A lot Mm -hmm. of principles that are showing themselves over and over again. So for the audience, take note of these principles. I think they're extremely valuable. Um, So... Last question before we hop off here today. Well, well second to last, um, how do how do people find your lovely
1: new book? My journal. They can find it at thegroundedpractice.com. Um I like that. thegroundedpractice.com. Yeah, it's a very intentional journal. I wanted the journal to have my initials, Gustavo yeah. Padron. Um, I chose a blue color. And blue is in between. So we have seven energetic centers through the spinal cord, called the chakras in in, in Sanskrit, uh, in yoga philosophy, and um, the the throat chakra and the third eye chakra, right? Indigo and violet that the color is in between those two. So like speaking what it is that, and asking for what it is that you want yeah. and seeing it past your um, physical vision.
0: That's pretty rad. Yeah. I like the alignment
1: there. Uh, yeah. That's so again, very intentional. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm super stoked. It's, it's. I launched it December 1st of 2022. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been only out for three months. And it's doing so well. I I already ordered a new shipment just because, we're it's it's being so well received and just the feedback that i have been getting from people. It's it's been. I don't even know what the word is. It's I don't want to say amazing because I would say amazing. It's just been so rewarding. Good I word. say yeah yeah. It sounds right. because yeah. I put a lot of hard work and effort into creating this, and I'm really really proud of this product, and I'm really proud of. Um, the way it's helping people and should be proud. I am proud. I am so proud. You know, it's taken me a while to say that because I thought that being modest about it was going to be like the way to go. And I'm like, no, I'm freaking proud of myself. Like I made this happen. I had so many sleepless weeks where i was just like hustling at this on the side of me still teaching full time and doing other things so i am really really proud
0: rightfully so nice work
1: thank you man
0: yeah serious huge and 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 how do people how do people find
1: you um, you can find me on my website gustavopadron.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I hang out there most time, most of the time. Gustavo A. As an apple, that's my middle initial. Padron. Um, I think my dad took Gustavo Padron, so I couldn't like get that handle. So I was like, okay, you don't even use it for sure. Um, same thing with emails. So I was just like, you don't even use your emails. And also you should just like hand them over. Anyhow, that's a story for another day. But uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Hello at GustavoPadron.com. Gustavo Padron.com. or Gustavo A. Padron on Instagram and TikTok.
0: Folks, you heard it here first. Gustavo Padron, incredibly compelling story. Oh, by the way, who's one person that you want to meet that's still alive? That you would wish to sit down with and talk to? I almost forgot.
2: Ooh.
1: Joe Dispenza. Dr. Joe Dispenza. Dr. Joe Dispenza. Where does he live? California? I don't know, actually. I think he has like a place in Hawaii. Okay. Or Florida. Seems like Hawaii, dude. I don't know. Laid back, dude. But I mean, he is just... Mesmerizing and just his research and everything he stands for is so inspiring to me. Joe, if you're watching, please hit us up.
0: <laughs> hit us up, <laughs> folks. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Make sure to check out Gustavo's amazing journal, life changing journal. Hit him up on Instagram, go to his website, thanks, of course. Man. And uh, yeah, we'll see y'all. Next week, Greg Carlson, Pivotal Moments Podcast. Till next time. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.